Blinka, 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 blinka. All right, we got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. First up. First up. Let's uh, let's welcome Scott here. Welcome Scott Hello. here. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's patiently waiting. All Thank right. you. So I'm sure, you're the, running through coding your for head. For the folks who don't know you, Scott, maybe you could tell us <laughs> a little bit more credit. A little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Because you're you're normally not here in New York, but you're no. you're normally on the the hangouts. You're on. I think show this is and my third time. In yeah. person, ask an engineer, something okay. like that. Yes. I'm nor I live in Seattle, which is on the other coast. Um, I've worked, for, it's been almost three years exactly that I've worked for you. Oh my goodness. Which is awesome. From the day that I got the email saying, hey, do you want to work with us? That was the 18th of August, three, three years ago. So. Oh, wow. Um, very well, that's why it's happy kind of and excited about those three years. Circuit and, Python day is kind of close. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I, they hired me to work on MicroPython, and we, CircuitPython grew out of that work. Um, yeah. And we've never looked back. We I was just, like, hey. We're always looking forward. I saw, like, I was like, oh, you're doing CMD stuff. Well, I have this, this project, which might be possible. And it turns out it was possible. Yeah. And extremely successful. Yeah, and for the folks out there that um, want to build something like CircuitPython, I think one of the important things is there's a community yeah. that comes along with it. At least that's the way we did it. And I, I there's a lot of work outside of coding. Yeah, that's just one part of it. Yeah. And um, Katni joined Adafruit, and she came up with the Code Plus community mm -hmm. little circuit. Before Python. she joined us, yeah. And I think one of the neat stories is um, we were asked a while ago, like, oh, "Why do you do a show and tell?" And <laughs> because it, it's such a waste of time. Well, we were asked. <laughs> we were asked by you know friends of the company. They're like, "Oh, why do you do it?" Because we they run a company too, and they're like, why do you do it? Because like, you don't have any products, you're not selling anything. Seems like it's a lot of time. Um, you never know who's gonna be on the show. And we've hired, I think, probably 10 or 15 people through the show and tell. You mm -hmm. were watching Desk of Lady Ada, I think, for when you had your company. Yeah, so I was doing flight controller development for drones, yeah. so STM32 based stuff, and I was, going through the whole process of designing boards and getting them manufactured and, and selling them. And one of the things I learned, it was great timing. You were doing Desk of Lady Ada's talking about test jigs. And I remember I watched those and then I made my own test jigs for the, the stuff that I was making as well. Yay. Yeah, and you were in the chat asking really good questions. And then I don't know if it was from the Adafruit jobs board or something came up and I emailed you and I'm just like, hey, like. Well, yeah. So I, I posted the jobs board and not heard anything. So the next show and tell, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm looking for a job. Yeah. yeah. And then like the next day, you already had my email. So yeah. So send so me an email. Out. So that's one of the things. Like, if you want to, because like now we're a couple of years in with mm -hmm. Circuit Python. Yeah. And I think people will look at it and be like, wow, like how, how did you get there? Because there's so much going on. There's so many people working on it. But this is how it started out. Just like watching a video, yeah, sending an email. And from the get-go, we've been very open about the work we're doing. So you can look back yeah. and see what my first MicroPython changes were and like... Yeah, it's yeah. all there. Uh, it's all open. Like we were talking about the playlist for the CircuitPython weeklies, which we run on Mondays. that are community meetings about yeah. CircuitPython. Uh, we have 96 entries on that playlist. So yeah. we're almost to 100 there as well. Yeah, for the uh, newsletter that we do, uh, that's a couple of years old. Yeah. Already, um, we have six thousand plus subscribers. You also helped us start the Discord yep. server, so yeah. we have thirteen thousand people. I made it happen. Other people suggested it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, and one of the things I'll just uh, we do hug reports um, at Adafruit. One of the things Scott will actually put in the work because I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like, I really want to. I really want to have our community have a Discord server, but I'm like, yep. I don't know if I could run it like 
24-7. Yeah. And, it you're, was, like, and you're like, oh, I was for a while, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but one thing that we've tried to be really good about within CircuitPython in general is enabling other people to help us. And yeah. so I don't sit in Discord 24 hours a day anymore. Um, and Yeah, I pop we've in once in a while. I help, you know, I... I I answer questions, I scroll yeah. back, and I see people chat, and so everyone comes in for a couple hours. Yeah, just, so thanks to the, all of the community moderators who yeah. keep an eye on it. Yeah. And of course, if you see something, please ping us. You'll see us in the top right-hand side. Um, that's how we do it. We, we do it as a community. Yeah. yeah. And like, here's one little interesting tidbit, because we just I finished up these graphics with Bruce, our designer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I so like that one. This is the, the high-altitude balloon. Okay. Blinka, oh, yeah. because someone's using Circuit Python in high altitude balloons now, and you were doing stuff with drones. So I thought I that was. was. I thought that was like that was an airlift type thing going on here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, all right. So I thought what we would talk about is a, is a few things. Um, okay. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m., we're going to do a history of Circuit Python because mm -hmm. it's Circuit Python Day. Okay. Uh, we're going to go through every commit. No, it's kidding. <laughs> uh, Katni is going to um, do a recap of her talk that she did. Yes. Uh, at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Um, but tonight I thought we'd talk about CircuitPython Day and some of the things from the weekly newsletter. Let's so, go. Um, first up, uh, tomorrow's, or it's know, here. in a few hours. We mentioned <laughs> it. Day 2019. And uh, I, I think the, the most important thing to remember right now is we're not going to do these rulers forever. So this is the free pie ruler that we're giving out with orders over 49 bucks. That's a smaller tier. Um, mm -hmm. So don't forget to, to do that because we, once we run out, I don't We'll probably do, we'll do something else, but we do have... It definitely supplies last starting today. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, Brent, who mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of folks probably know Brent from his work with Adafruit.io. Yeah, here. he's doing a great job. He did a uh, beginner class at NYC Resistor mm -hmm. for CircuitPython. And I, I asked him today, I'm like, oh, how'd it go? And he goes, it was interesting because people came in without any programming experience at all whatsoever. And I'm like, you know, you're really lucky because... <laughs> Circuit Python was built for that. You can yeah. do something in a couple minutes. You've heard that from me a couple times. Yeah. First five minutes, like how far can you go? Yeah. And so I thought I would like use some of these um, things that happened in the newsletter to ask you. So w when you think of the best Circuit Python experience, or maybe just the best computing experience for a beginner, mm -hmm. what's what's important to you as the lead developer of of now? A full-on thing. It's a thing. There's it is logos. A thing. There's a day. Yeah, like yeah. Advance was like, you have your own day, and I'm yeah. like, does that, doesn't that make you excited? I'm yeah. like, well, we got more work to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to get a feel for exactly how big the community is, but yeah. like I like I said, it's it's how quickly can you get a person to that moment where they feel empowered that a computer can do something for them, yeah. right? So. Uh, do they have to log in before they can change things? Do they have to install something? Okay, so if they have to log in or something and like yeah. a bunch of... Like every hurdle is okay. a hurdle that and some people don't make it Downloading over. and installing something. Right. So we know computers can do that. Well, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, computers how they used to be where you would like type into DOS and then yeah. like, you know, the Xerox Park slash uh, Mac Lisa demo, which was like, no, no, you just use it. Right. Like you don't have to read a manual for using a computer anymore. Like you used to be like CD or DIR or whatever. Yeah. Now you just use it. It's just a natural uh, thing that is intuitive for humans. Okay, so no logging in, no download software. What else mm -hmm. is important to you? Uh, the, the upcoming thing is most people don't have laptops with USB. So you've been yeah. experimenting with iPads, but I'm really yeah. interested in the like wireless Bluetooth workflow. Right. Like. Uh, my nieces, they have iPads. They don't have a laptop. 
Yeah. You know, they're eight or nine. They or might 10. just have a phone after that too. They may not have yeah. full blown. Computers. Right. So like, how do you get that first five minute experience for someone like that? Yeah. Like, how can you get them excited for programming easily? Like, it's hard to avoid the app install, but like, once you do the app install, yeah. How quickly are you to that point where you're controlling it and make things blink? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else? I don't know. This is similar to a discussion I had on Twitter with some of the Python folks about like where Python in general should go. Yeah. Uh, because they're having debates about that as well. Yeah. And I think that accessibility through mobile is really important. Um, yeah. And languages are important as well. And that's it's something that we can continue to improve. I think yeah. CircuitPython.org in different languages would be really cool. We pioneered having error messages in people's languages, which I think is a huge good start. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's important too. You gotta go to people, right? Like, you, yeah. And yeah. I think programmers tend to think about other programmers, but you have to think about the people that aren't programmers, right? Like, there's a lot more people who aren't, and like, what are the barriers to getting them involved? Yeah, one of the things um, that I like when you were thinking about the things that were important for Circuit Python mm -hmm. is the USB drive. And I know, like, we'll do wireless and everything, but the the idea that, a, that your programming device shows up as a USB drive, you hit save, automatically restarts and run the code, you just save so much time. So within a minute, you can plug any of these devices into a Chromebook. Mm -hmm. You don't have to download anything. Nope. You can just use a text editor. You yep. hit save, and you're doing something that you're in like Arduino world, it's probably 20, 30 minutes before you get to that step. Oh yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. So let's keep moving. Yeah. Um, so speaking of localization and international. Yeah. Um, so we, we said, oh, let's, yeah, this is awesome. yeah, we said, let's do a circuit Python day and let's see, let like, we're also running an Adafruit and like, this is the first year we thought we would just like, okay, we're carving this out yep. as, as a day. Yeah. Um, and let's see, uh, what happens? Well, a lot of things already happened. So this is from the Delhi Technical University for Women. They sent us some photos. They did theirs a little bit earlier, August 1st. Mm -hmm. And so there is a ton of photos. I put this in the newsletter. Yeah, fun times. But yeah. We got um, temporary tattoos. Yeah, look at this. And and so they're they're already <laughs> doing workshops, and they're able to do um, a lot of things with the, the stuff we sent along. But what we found already is, like, internationally, I think it's because of the multi-language support. And also the fact that we have something that works on all sorts of different computers yeah. <laughs> is really helpful. Um, but worldwide, uh, it, it seems like it's happening faster because I've lived through a couple rounds of microcontrollers with adoptions, mm -hmm. it seems like. So good work. Um, we got that going on. Um, there's also an event this weekend in Lebanon, in Israel, in China. Uh, three or four maker spaces in the U.S. That's so, so cool. So yeah, th this, this is, is just our first one too. And it's all <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of folks are doing it on the weekend because uh, eight eight is Thursday. Right. Um, we gave everyone off at Adafruit uh, Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so Adafruit, it's official holiday now. Observed. At Adafruit too. Yeah. yeah, observed. And then this weekend is when a lot of folks are yep. doing the events. So keep um Keep sending us stuff. We'll, we'll add it to the newsletters and more. Yeah, we'd love to help get people to your events. Yeah. All right. So other Python and hardware news. We're up to 410. Mm. What's 410 about? It's all about speed. 
Yeah. This was a happy coincidence. Look at how fast this Blinka is. Yeah, Blinka love this logo. We need stickers of this. Yeah. Ooh. At first we didn't have goggles, and Scott said, I need goggles, so we yeah. got goggles. Yeah. I'm All concerned right, about so, Blinka's eyes. So what, what, well, what, what, what were the reasons that we got such a big speed boost? Because it's significant. What, what happened? So there was two things going on. One was... I had done a lot of display work, yeah. and when we had done that display work, we were like, we just needed to show up on the screen, and we had chosen to up, always update all the pixels. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot of pixels. There's a lot. So and then we're getting new boards and we're showing off even, uh, coming out, which would have twice as many pixels. Even more pixels. The most so, pixels. Uh, one of the things that kind of hit uh, master, which is like the leading edge or the main branch of CircuitPython is... Uh, updating only a few of the pixels that yeah. changed, which means uh, everything happens a whole lot faster because all the pix pixels that stayed the same uh, can stay the same. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, so that was one kind of display-specific improvement. And then we had, um, I'm trying to remember the person's name, but one of our community members filed an issue and said, hey, I did some profiling, and the SAMD51 is still a lot slower than this other uh, Pi board, I think is what it was. Yeah. Which but is, like the megahertz didn't count. Like yeah. The math, the math like, doesn't work. Yeah. Like this other board's like 70 megahertz and yours is 120 and you're still slower. And like, I guess Dan felt a bit embarrassed by that. Um, we've deep, been deliberate. That's what Dan said. He's like, I was embarrassed. So I wanted to figure yeah. out what was going on. So we're, we're still yeah. being very deliberate to like not spend a lot of time on performance. Uh, because still had ease of use is, yeah. is important, but because of this uh, person bringing it up and, and giving us a way to measure it, yeah. um, Dan said, like, look, I'll take a few hours and I'll see what the differences are. And he, he found a, a config option uh, for MicroPython that makes the, the guts of running your Python code faster. Yeah. Like two to five times faster. Like dash dash make faster. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, did you turn on that compile flag? Oh, he basically turned on the virtual turbo button. Right. So uh, there's it a did, couple. There's like three or four things that were. Yeah. That we so found. It, it took a little bit more space. So the other one of the the balancing acts that we have are not just performance, but like how big is the code that we have to when you download a UF2? Like how big is that thing? And then we have to worry about RAM as well. But in this case, we didn't have to worry about RAM. Uh, but it did take like a, a kilobyte more of code space, but we were like, that's well worth it. And we, we always like managed to jump through some hoops and make the space that we need when yeah. we need it. Yeah. Okay. So some speed ups, so display speed ups and core speed ups, all good stuff. Yeah. And the core speed ups apply to everything, which was like really yeah. great work by Dan. And like, that's the payoff you want. You want three hours of focused work to get yeah. a, a we also had like it in four and in four oh we had um, big memory improvements as well right i think was it three that had the big memory improvements i think it was like the long-lived stuff like the fragmentation yeah i think i just remember like i think like auto uh, auto uh GCing after import and stuff oh I think, yeah i think, I think a three. couple things came up in three later three and yeah in four yeah i mean ram is is going to continue to be our challenge until yeah. we get into these really Massive exciting, uh, spoiler alert, Teensy 4 class yeah. things, but um, still, well, the info the 751 has a fair bit, it has the yeah, 256k yeah. of RAM, yep, so it's pretty good. But of course, more RAM is more better, more better. yeah. And I'm, um, I'm trying to remake a lot of the classics, so I want to do like an Encarta style encyclopedia with Python, hypercard type stuff, yeah. And so, the latest updates, I can do lots of graphics, lots of sound, and it just like. Flies. Yeah, so, it, it's a lot update. faster, and 
Uh, my secret goal is to make a Commodore 64, basically. So okay. take a USB keyboard, plug it into a CircuitPython device, take an HDMI cable, plug it into your TV, and you have a full CircuitPython setup. Okay, yeah, I, I can wait. Pitfall. I, I showed Scott the Sony Magic Cap. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the Magic Link. And yeah. I'm like, one day, we're <laughs> going to have a screen size, 480 yeah. by 320, and we'll be able to do, you know, Piper card-like things on it. And totally, so, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make one, and we'll we'll set up. You know, with, when we get this working, maybe with the Pi Portal, and uh, we'll send it over to uh, Megan Smith. Yeah, <laughs> with a little postcard app. All right, next up. Uh, so, Kat needed a talk, and we're gonna do a, a, a version of it tomorrow at 7 p.m. And this is changing lives through open source, passion, and mentoring. So, if you want to figure out or find out her life changed, um, how Katney ended up here at Adafruit, you'll be able to listen on that. And I wanted just to read a little bit and. Trying to learn Python, I stumbled into a passion I never considered. My path began with learning Python on hardware. Through mentorship of helpful friends, I began to flourish. Since then, I've continued contributing in ways I never thought possible between code, community, and becoming a mentor myself. This is the story of my journey and how mentorship can change lives. All right. That talk is awesome. Highly recommend it. Yes. Speaking of talks, so um, there's a bunch of Pi badges out in the world now, and people are using them for exactly what we wanted to. Make your own custom badge when you go to an event. So check out. This is uh, Kate. And Kate's a conference director at PyCon AU, which just happened mm -hmm. uh, last weekend. Also, lots of great talks. Other news, this is a big deal for us, um, and I'll show you why in a second. Um, <laughs> we saw this tweet. It's like, I'm writing a book of CircuitPython for beginners with Adafruit, Circuit Playground Express, and Japanese. It will be out in September. This is the cover of the book. And it's also covering Moo. Yeah, so ah, cool. Ah, it's from Steam Tokyo, and this is, this is, this is the CircuitPython book. We want. This is, exactly, this is what I'm looking yeah. for here. <laughs> this is what we're this, looking like, for. Cyber girl with like triangles. If you're looking for the aesthetic, this is it. Yeah. She's right. just, she's, and she's like controlling this levitating circuit playground. <laughs> um, next up, talk briefly about this. This will be in the newsletter coming up next week and some blog posts. This is PiperCard. So Entol, uh, Nicholas, is working on a HyperCard-inspired GUI framework for beginners. So if you wanted to make an interface on desktop software and device devices it's kind of hard but he's working on this really neat constrained GUI framework and so if you're into a hypercard back from and we the totally 80s. tricked him into doing this <laughs> like we were gonna do this and we started yeah and, and then we're like hey check this out and we totally nerd sniped him and now he's doing it <laughs> he's doing a lot of good work on yeah this. he's doing a better job than I would have done okay. <laughs> I love being a nerd sniper yeah um, so speaking of iOS devices so iOS 13 beta is out mm -hmm. and the thing we noticed with beta 1 was um, it erased disk drives. When you, when you <laughs> plugged in a, a device with a file system, like a CircuitPython device, um, it would just erase all the files. Yeah. Not so fun. That's exciting, though. Um, and it would like, rename them to, like, bizorked names. Yeah. So we, um, we, we filed a bug report, and we emailed our contact at Apple, and they fixed it. And so we have um, a, a series of tests and more that we've been doing, and so far, so good. So in September, I think, there's more mass storage updates for um, iOS, so you can plug it into like external hard drive and you can like see all the files on it. But as of right now, this second, you can edit and save Python code on an iOS device. Which is pretty so, exciting because yeah. it wasn't something that, I mean, eventually I guess it was inevitable it would happen, but using USB like mass storage and HID and MIDI, these are universal, like yeah. CDC is actually not a well supported USB peripheral compared to HID and mass storage, which is just like so standardized. Mm -hmm. And what's neat is being able to use mass storage has like unlocks all these other devices like Chromebooks and Android yep. devices and now iOS. So it seems inevitable to me like 
there will be a coding app that will, you will be able to plug in a circuit playground in and type it and maybe even blocks. Mm -hmm. And there might even be, you know, you would go to a website that has like a Blockly type editor right. and then save the output to your Circuit Playground Express. Mm -hmm. So this could be part of, you know, doing Bluetooth. There's still a couple thousand existing Circuit Playground Expresses. Oh, yeah. This could be an intermediate step for people who right. want to write code. You can do it on an iOS tablet. I know you can always do it on Android already. Already works, but there's a <laughs> lot of iOS devices out there. Not all Androids either. Not all Androids. Yeah. I, I was talking with the Microbit folks, and they're like, you got to be careful. Some of those Android they just don't have great Bluetooth stacks or all that stuff. Or, yeah. the, or the user can't update them, or their devices are hosed, and yep. they're just not yeah. able when to. When I was on Alicia White's yeah. uh, podcast, her partner said that he <laughs> works at Fitbit. Yep. He says he says like a quarter of the engineering staff is just dealing with every different kind of Android oh, yeah, Bluetooth stack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hopefully they're fixing <sighs> it all for us. <laughs> um, uh, next up, and speaking of uh, some of Nicholas's work, what we wanted to do was, uh, on some of our videos, the editor that we use is Moo. Mm -hmm. So I asked Noah and Pedro, can you just like slice out when you're about to use Moo for some of the projects? Because I wanted to have something for Nicholas to, to show around. It's like, well, what can you do with Moo? Stuff like this. So here's a little snippet of one of our latest projects, and it uses Moo. Moo. This build has motion-activated sound effects and LED animations. You can make this fit your project by customizing the colors or adding different sound effects. The code is written in Adafruit CircuitPython, which makes it excellent for beginners. You can upload code and recharge the battery with the built-in USB port. The code is nicely commented and it's easy to adjust values like the speed of the animation or the sensitivity of the accelerometer. Use the Moo editor in Serial Console to get print statements. This makes iteration much faster so you don't have to compile your code like in Arduino. It works like a USB storage device so you can drag and drop files right on the drive. Okay, and we briefly talked about this. This was... Um, Portkey. This is from John, John G. John G mm -hmm. worked on this. So that's a newsletter. You can also find out a little bit more. Um, I want to try this out because we have some pipe portals around here that we use for a lot of things. Okay. Dan's working on this um, e ink, ink stuff. More, he's been doing a lot of ink projects. We did the ink maze. Uh, we did the ink reader. And now we're doing like ink graphics. Um, and he's actually doing these magic eye displays, which show up really well on e-ink, and I totally yeah. cannot see them so at all. Can, yeah, <laughs> if you look at them, I was telling I Scott earlier, I can, at, at night when I get really tired, I see them perfectly. Right I now, used to be able to. I <laughs> do not see a thing. Right now I'm pretty you caffeinated. Have to like, you have so to like cross your eyes. Yeah. I have bad vision, maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, I see that there's something going on, but it's like I don't see. Oh, there it is. You yeah, it's it? like the circular. Yeah. I have no Maybe I'm sure I look, glasses? Yeah, yeah, there's Blinka. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I look really funky <laughs> you know, with my eyes crossed. You know what's funny is I, I always thought like, people were lying when they said they could see stuff. I was just like, I was like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> so what it looks it's like. It's like snow. So it, I know it's supposed to look like it's like a, like a push out. It looks like cell animation when you look at the different layers. So yeah. it looks like yeah, there's I pieces think, that are going. I think the trick that is like you can start it here and then pull it away until you see it because you have to cross your eyes. No, my eyes, I think it. I have astigmatism or something. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. Okay. Whatever, man. All right. They look good. Also, around the web and more. Um, Snow. Jackie asked, what's your absolute best swag you've ever received? And uh, the PyCon Circuit Playgrounds 
that we did this with was Digikey. unprompted. Un we did not yeah. know this was happening. I was actually like, oh, what is this thread? And I was like, hey, check it out. Yeah. Circuit Python right. kit and socks. All right. DEF CON is this weekend, and people are using Circuit Python for all sorts of badges and more. So thank you, who all the folks have been tagging us. We're going to try to capture all of them and put them in our newsletter and our blog because it's a easy thing to add. You just get a SAMB processor, and you're almost on your you're way there. You're pretty much or golden. Or NRF52840. Yeah. And I'm going to say a thing. I love badges, but what kills me is whenever it's like, okay, here's a badge. Don't forget to bring your J-Link. It's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I do pack a J-Link, but not everybody does. Pro tip, UF2 is awesome. And it's, yeah, it's like you or don't even... here's a crazy tool chain that's going to take nine hours to install. Do that while you're at an event. Yeah, and like, and then you have to event. upload things. Oh, and you have to like convert it. Circuit Python, it's so <laughs> elegant. I think when the ESP32S2 comes out, that's when we're going to see. Like everyone's going to switch over to using that because it's got that Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's got the USB, USB. It will have a UF2 bootloader for it or whatever. And then you'll oh, be yeah. able to edit stuff because it's like if you're at a conference, it's loud. You're busy. You're, the Wi-Fi kind of sucks. You're mm -hmm. being sniffed. You're on like the wall of sheep. You're trying to like, you know what I mean? It's so complicated to do, and I think CircuitPython will be an excellent. We're yeah. positioned well for the badge technology. Right. Uh, we released upcoming. a guide, and it showed how to add a board to CircuitPython.org, as well as making it an official board. And then board. someone followed it. And Keith yeah. did. And Keith has a board called Snack. And we even have one. Yep, we sell one out. We can show this off on the overhead if you want to. So do this this is a really Python. Snack is a board and it's Snack. also a language. So it's a very small Python-like language, but it also these Snack boards can also run. And it's open source hardware. Yeah. So super neat, and uh, it's meant for driving Lego motors. Yeah. So Keith does I think first robotics, or he has a, a robot, mm -hmm. a Lego robot league. So he wanted something that worked with um, really low-cost hardware. Um, older Arduinos, things like that. But also, since he uses SAMD, it works with CircuitPython. So mm -hmm. this is official, officially supported board, and it's now on circuitpython.org slash downloads. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Brian, also known as Sedacious, who uh, does a lot of stuff here with us at Adafruit. You're probably, or you definitely will be using some of his boards soon. Um, mm -hmm. He's doing a talk at Pi Bay. It is August 15th, 16th, and it's in San Francisco. Do check it out if you're in the area other events coming up. Um, well, two things. Hackaday is 15 years old, so it's a site I started. I have nothing to do with it now, other than um, I like that it's not terrible. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. You, know, nice you don't have You don't have any control once you, you know, okay, I'm going to give this thing away. I mean, it's 15. It's, it's basically, it's, it's old, enough, old enough to drive. It's old enough, yeah, it's old enough to slam its door and say, you don't understand me. No. Um, not a hack. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> but we do have... Um, Hackaday Supercon coming up. We're going to try to do something kind of interesting and special. We're not ready to announce it yet, but Scott, you're going to go. Yeah, I'm going. You're going to go? I'm excited to chat with folks, and yeah. I applied to give a talk about Game Boys and CircuitPython. Okay. Hopefully they'll accept it and show off whatever the latest and greatest of that is. Okay. okay. And with that... Non-stop. Blink a blink a blink a blink That is the Python mm -hmm. and hardware news. Cool. Okay. Let's it is jam-packed. So much going on. Yeah.